Welcome to the Get Out and Try podcast. I'm your host, Katie Axel, and this is season two, episode two. This episode's local sponsor is real estate agent Ben Dreyer with Edina Realty. Ben takes pride in being a home pricing expert, a skilled negotiator, and a networking powerhouse that's working on your side. You'll be able to catch Ben on an upcoming cameo appearance of our Sledding St. Croix Valley video series. He is also a military veteran and a down-to-earth guy that is ready to help. Whether you're buying your first home or if you're ready to move up or downsize, give Ben a call, 651 808-3644. This next interview is jam-packed with great information for you to get out and try. From ice skating to a workshop series starting in January and upcoming week-long summer art camps for the kiddos, I'm so excited for you to hear all that they have to offer at Franconia Sculpture Park. Enjoy. Welcome, Ginger, to the Get Out and Try podcast. Thank you for being a guest. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we start by having you tell everyone what you do with Franconia Sculpture Park? (laughs) What do I do at Franconia? So I'm the executive director and chief curator of Franconia Sculpture Park, which means I do a little bit of everything. Um, I do all of our fundraising. I plan all of our public programs and exhibitions. I do all of our outreach. I oversee the curriculum development for education and partnerships with the community and our artist residency program and more. So kind of everything. <laughs> do a little bit of a everything. A little bit of everything, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So let's, let's also... For anyone that's never driven by Franconia or has never heard of it, how would you describe it? Yeah, Franconia Sculpture Park, we're a 50-acre outdoor museum, largely sculpture and land-based art. So that's really our primary focus is the sculpture park. In addition to running an artist residency program, at any one time during the year, we have up to nine artists that live and work on site. They make the work that you see at the park. And then we also just, you know, host a lot of public programs throughout the year and education programs. So, you know, anything from concerts to outdoor film screenings, farmers markets. Right now we have an outdoor skating rink and we do snowshoe tours. There's always a good time to stop by. And you're in Schaefer, Minnesota. We're in Schaefer, Minnesota, right at the intersections of highways 8 and 95. And I have to say, this is something that my family has driven by throughout the years too many times. And then when we finally stopped, it's like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea what this was. Yeah, we want people to stop. So hopefully people stop. And and, and clearly they are. We had, you know, three times the visitors this year than we have um, than we had last year. And I think a lot of that largely was. You know, due to the COVID pandemic, a lot of places were closed. People couldn't go inside. So it was one of the places where people could still have, you know, an experience with art outside. And, you know, we're free. We're open every day of the year. So, you know, next time if you're driving by, stop. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Everyone should just stop and come by. We've really buttoned down our our COVID procedures, you know, we require people to wear masks at all public events, but we've been able to have programs pretty much all year, which is really great. We feel really lucky. And I know Franconia Commons was new this year. Can you talk a little Uh bit about that? 
Yeah, we just opened Franconia Commons um, at the end of September. It's a building that Franconia has been working on for five years, and the building has a visitor center. We have a cafe, a gallery, a gift shop where people can, you know, buy really cool merchandise by Franconia or other local artists. We have a multi-purpose education slash performance space slash studios. We moved our offices over there. We have really nice bathrooms now. It's really great because now for the first time we can really, you know, get to know our visitors and talk to our visitors before. Our offices were in our the building on the property where we have our artist residency. And now we're just much more able to interface with our visitors and, and get to know them and, and really give back to them with the the different programs that we offer that are all free and you know free community gallery and all this really great stuff so come on in we're open um in the winter time we're open friday saturdays and sundays until april 15th and then the rest of the year we're open seven days a week nine to five when franconia commons is not open people can still visit the park correct People can still visit the park. We're open 365 days a year from 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Like I said, you can come by any time. It's really great now um, with it getting darker earlier. We have a really cool outdoor light installation, a really large light installation that uh, artist Jason Peters from New York, just we just commissioned for the park for this year. It's adjacent to our ice rink, so... Like, I'm just going to suggest a really cool date night (laughs) or family night to bring, you know, your ice skates and come down to the park. You can sort of skate amongst this this really amazing light installation at the park. So, Do you have boards that I can run into if I don't know how to stop on skates? (laughs) Okay, well, yes, yes, we do. Um, And I know this for a fact because I haven't skated in probably 20 years. And so I went out there yesterday and we made some you know, Instagram posts for our feed of me ice skating to, like, let people know the ice skating rink was open. I didn't fall, um, but, yeah, we have some some rails for you to, you know, <laughs> skate towards and hold on to. And we have, like, an area where you can, like, put your skates on and stuff like that. And and when we're open, Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, you can come in. Um, we have hot chocolate. We have coffee for sale. So you can warm up inside as well. That sounds like a really great outing for virtual students as well. I know we have a lot of students in both Minnesota and Wisconsin that are virtual right now. And uh-huh. that'd be like a great little fayette. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I I just moved here last year from Tucson, Arizona. So, I, you know, ice skating was not really in my future. So, you know, if I was able to get out and try it, just about anyone can. And I think I remember seeing someone comment on your ice skating post. You do not have skate rentals available at this point, correct? We do not. You know, we're not a Parks and Rec. We're a small nonprofit, so we don't really have the capacity to do skate rental. It's not really in our future. (laughs) Um, And because our building is closed because of the pandemic, I mean, logistically, there's just no way that we can do it. But we assume we're in Minnesota. Most people can find a way to find some ice skates. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Now, as far as the upcoming art workshops, you have some really cool classes coming Uh up, and I think they start in the end of January. Is that correct? Yes. So this year, we're doing a series of multi-generational art classes, which basically means anyone of any age, any skill set can take them. And we're really excited about that because we've typically, you know, sort of like segregated our art classes for like either kids or students or either adults 
And we've really found that families want to take them together or friends or, you know, a grandmother and her, you know, her, her grandson, you know, so we've changed our education classes so that people can take them together. And they're not like, you know, they're, they're fun education classes. They're sort of like, we call them like make and take classes. So you come away with a finished sculpture at the end of the class and we're working with a bunch of you know some of the best contemporary artists in Minnesota to lead these classes and each one's different you can sign up for you know just one you like you can sign up for the whole series and we've seen a lot of people just you know sign up for the full series to like see and everyone's different the one we have coming up at the end of January is with a local artist named Samantha Leopold Sullivan and students in that class will be able to make hand-cranked uh, tin automatons, which are sort of these, like, kinetic sculptures that move. So we're really excited about that. And, yeah, everyone's different. We have, you know, workshops where you can make, you know, sound sculpture, workshops where you can make soft sculpture, ceramics. So everyone's different, and it's really exciting because we really want to sh- highlight the, you know, the variety of sculpture out there. I think people come here and they think sculpture might be just one thing and we really want to expand people's understanding of what sculpture is and can how long are those workshops the workshops are just three hours so you know not a a huge commitment they're from one to four p.m on saturday afternoon so you know it's it's you know we thought about that like what would people want you know you can come after lunch and before dinner and you know in your afternoon you make a sculpture because we found that a lot of times people would want to take classes but our classes were really long they were like from 11 a.m to 5 p.m and it's just a huge commitment we know people have very busy schedules and you know now more so than ever you know i think people are looking to make hands-on things and and get back to sort of that craft and artisanal or handmade aspect to to making art we try to make it easy and accessible for everyone and the, and the classes are really affordable as well they're 30 dollars a class and that includes all materials so when you think about it it's like you know, $10 an hour to make your own sculpture that you get to keep forever and give away as a gift or, you know, have in your home and and, and enjoy. You know, we've been able to hold workshops safely and I think people are just really grateful that we're still able to to have these opportunities and be able to do them safely and, and responsibly. How do they sign up for the classes or the workshops? Yeah, I mean, you can just go right to the homepage of our website, I think, if you go to franconia.org, it's like the first thing you see on our homepage. You just click on it and it gives you the full listing of classes. Click on the ticket link and just buy your tickets. Take the class, you know, January and February, we'll still have the ice rink up, go ice skating afterwards. You can get like a hot chocolate. You can have a nice day at the park. When you're explaining that first workshop coming up in January, it sounds like art and engineering combined. So what a great experience for a oh, kid. Wow. Absolutely. Yeah, and most of them really do. We, you know, we call it STEAM programming here. We put the A in STEM, um, but we really do consider STEAM programming in all of our education curriculum. So while they may, you know, be like sort of these fun, you know, short afternoon workshops, we really do think about how we can inter- in- integrate these different concepts into the classes as well. So engineering actually pay- plays a huge component in most of the workshops whether you know it or like it or not. <laughs> I, I would imagine there's just so much engineering throughout the entire park. Can you walk me through what it looks like when a new sculpture is being created? <laughs> 
Yes. Um, and, and the process varies, you know, depending on if it's an invited artist or if it's an artist in residence. But typically, an artist would submit a proposal to us. We have a, an annual open call each year for our artists in residence. We get about 200 applications for about 10 slots. So it's very competitive. And through that application, artists will sort of propose an artwork. And then they work directly with our team. We have two full-time site managers that both um, are very skilled artists themselves to really work out the logistics and feasibility of, you know, creating a sculpture that has to last a minimum of two years outside in Minnesota, which, you know, so some artists may propose something that's like, mm, you know, that's not really going to last in the summer or when it rains or when it snows. So, you know, thinking about the logistics of that, you know, we work really close with them to realize their projects here from, from start to finish. And, and a lot of times when artists propose something, it changes quite, I wouldn't say dramatically, but it changes quite a bit from the time they propose it to the finished project because what we try and do here at the park is encourage artists to create site-specific pieces. So to spend time in the landscape in the specific environment and create a work that is responsive to the, the land and the space here at Frank County that's not what we call plop art. We don't really just want art plopped down in the landscape. We want it to be really considered of, you know, the nature, the prairie, the animals, the visitors. And so um, that takes time, you know, spending time in the park and, and getting to know, you know, all of those different variables. So how often do you change out the sculptures? We rotate out about a third of the work every year. So we have, right now we probably have about 90 to 100 sculptures at the park. So we rotate out about a third of those every year. So we're commissioning about 30 to 40 new pieces every year. And with that, we're removing about that many pieces each year as well. So I don't think people realize that it is changing all the time. There are some pieces that have been up longer than two years if they're really great pieces and we want to, you know, invest in restoring them and repairing them and keeping them up. We do that. But um, the work is really designed to be up for, for two years. So we want it to, you know, be ever changing and, so, you know, people, maybe you came a few years ago, we'd encourage you to come back because we have so many new great pieces that you probably haven't seen yet. What are some of those signature pieces that have been around a little bit longer? Michael Richards' sculpture, Are You Down, which is actually the only permanent installation we have at the park. And Michael Richards, he created this work originally in 1999-2000, and um, unfortunately he was killed in the bombings on the World Trade Center. So after he passed away, uh, Franconia raised money to uh, permanently bronze the work, so it is here permanently at the park. And we're really excited because we've been working with the Michael Richards estate on his retrospective, which is going to be traveling to a couple of museums next year. So. What's exciting about that, too, is that the piece that we have in the park is actually the signature piece of the show, and the title of the exhibition is named after the work that we have in the park, which is really considered his, like, iconic masterpiece work. So we're, you know, very happy to have it here. And there has to be a significant investment of materials. So how are all of the projects funded? I raise all of the money. (laughs) It's very expensive. (laughs) Um, We're a nonprofit, so, and we're free, so... 
you know, I think about it all the time, like, okay, well, we had 180,000 visitors this year. If just everyone gave $5, we would be able to more than fund everything significantly. So consider that if you visit the park, giving a donation. But yeah, we're funded by, you know, we have some very generous donors. We get government funding, corporate sponsorships, a lot of private foundations, and largely from, you know, a lot of small gifts from individuals who visit the park. Everything is funded entirely by visitors and and, and donations. So if you like what you see at the park, I will tell you, it's probably very expensive to make and very expensive to maintain. So, you know, consider supporting us. So if a family arrives and they want to give $5 per family member, where can they drop Uh that money or how can they donate that? Well, our visitor center, which is open currently Monday through, or I'm sorry, currently Friday, Saturday, Sunday in the wintertime, will be open um, April 15th on Monday through Sunday, 9 to 5. We also have donation areas throughout the park, and they you can either give money directly in those donation areas, or you can donate online, and all the signage at those donation areas tell you how you can donate online. So there's a lot of different ways that you can give. So what else do you have in the works for the upcoming spring and summer that we should keep an eye out for? I mean, we're planning lots of things for next year. We're going to do our art and farmers markets again, this year from May through October is the first Sunday of the month, um, every May through October. Um, we're going to be doing our summer camps this year. We were supposed to have summer camps last year, but we canceled them because of the pandemic. We feel pretty confident that, that we'll be able to host our summer camps this year. We actually should be posting the sign up for that probably within the next two weeks on our website. And those are week-long summer camps for, we have two different weeks that are both for 8 to 13-year-olds, and then we have one week just for teenagers. And the students will be making a collaborative, large-scale installation for the park, which we're super excited about. It'll be an interactive installation, so all the classes will be working together to make this giant sculpture for the park. And then we're also, you know, trying to resume some more of our educational classes um, this year. A lot, as you can imagine, a lot of our classes were um, canceled because of the pandemic. So we're gearing up for for trying to offer some of those classes for school groups in the spring as well. But, you know, we're planning on having our films again. We're planning on having our concerts again. Um, We should be posting our full schedule for the year before the end of January. So, you know, check back on our website. You know, we update it frequently with all the programs that we have right on our homepage. The summer camps that you mentioned... Are those full-day camps? They're half-day camps, but we do have aftercare available. You know, parents, we understand your work. If you can't pick up your students for a while, they can hang out at the park with some of our artists and residents, and um, we'll we'll have fun with them. So we'll keep them busy. Um, But yeah, they're half-day camps. I suppose those fill up really fast. Well, who knows? Because last year was supposed to be... Last year was really, I'm surprised. I don't know why we didn't have summer camps before. It kind of seems like a no-brainer to me. Um, last year was going to be the first year we offered them, but it was really at the height of the pandemic. So oh. we had a few people signed up, and we had to refund them you know, early on. But, I mean, we think they're going to be very popular. And I think probably this year, I think a lot of people will be looking to get out of the house and do something. So we think that they'll be very popular. Yes. And they're affordable as well. And, and. I mean, I think it's a rare opportunity for students to work alongside 
some really amazing contemporary artists to make a work that will, you know, be in the park and, you know, will be seen by 180,000 visitors a year and something that they can be proud of and bring their, you know, friends and family to see. I think this is all really great information and you have such a hidden gem that's really not hidden, but this is such a neat place. Where can everyone find you? We're online, franconia.org. And you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Our handle for all of those is just Franconia MN, like Minnesota Franconia MN. Check us out and come by. We don't want to be a hidden gem. We want to be a huge part of your life. (laughs) Absolutely. Wonderful. Thank you very much. That wraps up this episode. Thanks for listening. Special thanks to Ginger with Franconia Sculpture Park for all that she does for the arts and for sharing all that great information with us. Now, don't forget, check out our Sledding St. Croix Valley series. You'll find it as a playlist on both Facebook and YouTube. And when you're done there, check out the website, getoutandtry.com, where you'll find over 100 businesses listed as well as their events and happenings. Now, if you are a St. Croix Valley business owner, and you're interested in becoming a local local episode sponsor, send us an email. Be sure to check out the show notes to find more information as well as all of the links to keep you connected to Get Out and Try St. Croix Valley. Until next time, find some ways to connect with your community, support the hardworking small businesses that host all of the fun in the valley. Go, get out and try.